1: Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Tip Adams, joined by my esteemed colleague, Rusty Mansell, both from Dogs 24 7. And it's just us. Jake is on his way to the Uh, Catalina wine mixer. And, uh, you know, we're going to hold down the fort for UAB weekend. And, I mean, it's again, it's the home opener. So this is a big, big moment for fans to be able to get back to Athens and and fill Sanford Stadium, you know, with, with a quality opponent. Like Rusty said, this is an opponent that would probably win, you know, win a couple games on Georgia's schedule. I think, you know, three, four wins at least, you know, possible if, if UAB was playing this schedule. So this is not a team to be taking lightly at all. And you know, we, we thought we might have a somewhat quiet week, but uh, you know, those those practice notes leak out, and here we are. We're 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 once again, talking about the quarterback situation as we record this show on uh-huh. on Thursday. Not something we really expected to be, be discussing in week two too much. But, you know, Rusty, uh, just trying to, to read the tea leaves and, and gather what intel we can on and where things stand at the quarterback position. Obviously, JT Daniels, not a 100%, you know, earlier in the week that that news kind of came out that, you know, maybe he was nursing an injury. Nothing really, really confirmed on, on George's end because, you know, why Why should they, you know, That's talk funny. about anything they don't have to? This yeah. isn't the NFL. They don't have to tell you anything. So, you know, right now, in your opinion, as as we kind of head into the weekend, where do you think things stand with JT Daniels and, and his status as far as playing
0: on Saturday? I mean, I don't think nothing's changed since kind of what the, we reported last night. I mean, you... The good thing about this is you find out on Saturday. It's not something that's going to drag out for a couple of weeks. You find out. I mean, it very well could play with. I mean, people play with injuries all the time. That's not a. It's not a deal. Um, you know, Jake felt confident. I, I talked to Jake a little bit too. You know, we kind of got together on some things, and um, you know, we're pretty confident there's something there with this. But I don't know that it's going to be. A situation to keep him out of it now if he does if he is dealing with something like that it would explain a lot of things about saturday and kind of the game plan and kind of how it played out uh certainly because that that can affect a quarterback now uh we will see saturday so at this point you know you're 48 hours a little more than 48 hours for kickoff uh the only thing i think we're confident in is we're pretty confident he's missed some reps this week and, uh, you know, will he miss on Saturday? Have no clue on that. We'll find out when everybody else finds out. You know, he probably can come out. You know, if if you're in a situation like that, you definitely probably come out and warm up a little bit just to think that, you know, the other team. But if he doesn't try it out there the first drive, I think it'd be obvious if he does, then, then he does. So we all know the touchy situation with the University of Georgia quarterback. You you that you want to report on a quarterback situation at Georgia? You better be ready to dig in because it, it gets views, it gets eyes. Um, you know the thing we were confident in that that there was the, you know he's banged up and he's missed some reps. Now as far as Saturday, no clue. That'll be that'll be up to how things go. And uh, you know I, I want to be very clear that if you had to do an NFL scout, you got to do an NFL injury report like they have to do. Uh, fans would be probably in panic mode sometimes. A lot of kids play with injuries. Certainly JT can play with an injury. Uh, but we'll find out Saturday exactly where he is. Uh, but we're pretty confident that he's dealing with, a, you know, at least some type of injury right there, core, oblique, uh, maybe rib or something like that. So we'll see on Saturday that question get answered pretty quick.
1: Now, regardless of whether he comes out in the first drive, there's a good chance that we're going to see some – new quarterbacks out there and and quarterbacks that were recruited out of high school by Georgia and you know mm-hmm. and Carson Beck out of Jacksonville and you know you you look at what he brings to the table you know with the arm talent the the confidence the ability to, to move around you know a guy that was Mr. Football his junior season in Florida and then you know will we see some Brock Vandegrift out there true freshman out there that you know, this basically obliterated you know his school record books in passing last year. I mean, I don't I don't know if you had a quarterback who had a better season in the country than what Brock Vandegrift had last year at Prince Avenue Christian. So, obviously, a big talent there, and another guy that's you know very strong, very athletic, and has a good arm as well. So, I think the quarterback position, you know, don't, it's going to be off,
0: don't ride off Stetson Bennett. So. Uh,
1: if, yeah, I'm not going to write off Stetson Bennett. I'm just going to say there's a good chance that these quarterbacks play as well. But you know yeah, what? If, yeah. if, yep. if, if Kirby wants to, you know, to get Stetson back out there, then he's going to get him out there. He knows what he's going to get in Stetson Bennett, right. though. That's right. So that, yeah. I mean, if Stetson's going out there, it's because, you know, Kirby just wants to, to kind of slow things down and calm everyone down and, and, yep. and, you know, Get, get a couple good drives in and get everyone some 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 solid reps as far as just moving the offense down the field. Sure. But I don't think a lot of people, you know, came into this week or just came into the season really expecting Stetson Bennett to get a lot of reps, but that's just it. We talk about the these highly rated quarterbacks that Kirby Smart's recruiting, and, you know, the future isn't now, but – I mean, you you should get a good glimpse of what the future holds at that quarterback position this weekend, regardless. And and that was probably the plan all along is to to get some to rotate some guys in. So during practice, I mean, Carson Beck was going to probably get some some increased reps, and maybe Brock Vander get some reps too. So it's not it's a curveball, maybe how many they got, but I think that was still all part of the plan because uh the, you know you're coming back home, you're coming off that Clemson game and. While we've said all week long that UAB is a quality opponent, I mean, it's it's not the exact same expectations of, of how much they're going to be tested co- compared to last week. But, you know, looking at this game, Rusty, as we said, I mean, still the offense is going to get pushed a little bit by this UAB defense. No question. And, you know, while UAB – not strong running the ball their quarterbacks made good decisions last week and so that i mean that's a situation where maybe they're able to extend some drives and, and not turn the ball over and play some smart football to, to keep the blazers in the game early on what are some things you've seen you know just taking a look at this these matchups in this game has anything uh, kind of stood out to you from the uab side or maybe even from the georgia side as as we get prepared for this home opener
0: well, yeah, there's a lot. I think, you know, there's a – I don't want to get too deep into it, but there's a lot from the Georgia side where you're Kirby Smart and you're going to listen to guys. We had a huge win. that You know, people have been talking about that Clemson game for years. The minute that game was announced, uh, the buildup, it kept on until the minute they played, Georgia wins. Um, you know, if you want to call it the rat poison, they're going to read all that stuff all week. They beat a really good team. Um, you know, how does Georgia – stay consistent? How do you get the same performance, that same energy, that same drive against a team that, you know, they're heavily favored, you know, and they, people think they're going to walk through you AB. Now you look at, you look at long-term stuff, whether it's Carson Beck, JT Daniels, whoever gets in there, Georgia fans want to see a different offensive output. You know, Georgia fans are not going to be excited with a 13 to three win this weekend. I mean, Georgia fans want to see, that offense moving forward, because everyone knows, let's just talk about literally, literally the elephant in the room. Everybody knows if you're going to beat Alabama at some point this year, when it gets to that, if it gets to that point, uh, you got to score. You're not going to shut Alabama down. You're not going to do it. And you look at all the big games in the past. These games are 45, 47, LSU, Alabama, you know, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, these are high scoring games. So if you're going to get in a, a game with them, and eventually at some point, you know, it's not a guarantee, but that's what Georgia fans are thinking. we got to see a different offensive output, and we got to see the same consistency this weekend. It's not so much about UAB, because I think UAB is a really, really solid football team, and I agree what you said, Kip. I guarantee you they could get at least two wins in the SEC, at least two wins, in my opinion, right now. So, this is not a walkover team. So we'll see a lot. You'll learn a lot about Georgia right here. And the one thing I have been consistent about uh, with this team is this coaching staff love this team in the offseason. They love this team. They love their leadership, the locker room. Uh, so if you're that type of team, this is where the locker room itself says, hey, we're not going, we're not going to play down this week. You know, we're going to bring the same energy we did. It's 90,000 people, Sanford stadium. It should be rocking. It's a nationally televised game. Great opportunity for UAB two weeks in a row playing on national television. So, um, you know, I, I think this is a game you find out a little bit where Georgia is early on, you know, are you going to, are you going to play like a team that's got big, big goals? Or are you going to be sweating in the third or fourth quarter and going, Oh no, you know, here we got an inconsistent performance. The next thing you know, we're in a football game.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Kirby Smart knows his firsthand how you can have that happen in your home opener. I mean, he saw it happen in 2016. They, they're they coming off that Chick-fil-A kickoff win against North Carolina. You know, the Kirby Smart error is upon them. They come home for Jacob Eason's first start, and Nickel State, you know, takes them all the way to the to the wow. limit in that game. I mean, uh, FCS team that – you know, you expected to see Georgia throw the ball around and put up big numbers in that game. And, and I mean, they got, they got tested at the line of scrimmage. You know, Absolutely. the effort level got tested. And, I mean, that was a wake-up call, obviously, that, you know, you, you can't read the p- press clippings. And that's where you, you get into things like that with your team. You have to block those types of things out. So, I mean, you look at UAB, a team that I think, I mean, again – Not a strong rushing team, but at the same time, they only allowed 154 yards last week. And so, you're going to have to come out there and execute. And you're going to – I mean, you can't just look for the big plays. you got to be able to, to have extended drives and, you know, move the chains in between taking some shots while making smart decisions. You can't turn the ball over. You can't have the mental mistakes. And, and that's really something that, that Kirby's tried to push home is is that you, you really have to have that composure. I mean, that's just one of his favorite words in any interview. He wants to talk about just having that composure out there. This is definitely one of those games where you got to give effort and composure out there to make sure that, you know, you, you go out there and execute the way you should, the way Georgia should in this game. So, yeah, I think, you know, obviously at every position, Georgia's going to be more talented. But, I mean... A Bill Clark team. This guy, he still hasn't gotten his due for for what he's done with that program. They might be the best team in the conference USA this year. So it's just it's really not a, a situation Wait. where Georgia can overlook them and underestimate them. They have to come out and they have to play the type of football that's expected of them so they can go ahead and and, and you know go into halftime and and, and go into that locker room in the, the day uh, with the win that you know, everyone expects them to have. I don't think you want to be discussing this next week, how, how Georgia left a lot of points on the board or, you know, had a lot of busted plays and coverage against this team. So, yeah, I mean, there's there, there's a lot of great coaching moments for, for, for Kirby Smartness coaching staff th- uh, this weekend. And, you know, obviously you want to get healthy. You want to stay healthy in this game. And so uh, on the other side, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk about, you know, what we expect to happen in this game and who our MVPs are going to be in this
0: game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: All right, we've had some time to think, gather our thoughts. Let's uh let's let's talk UAB football. Let's talk about this game. Obviously, you know, the the atmosphere, people are going to be excited getting back into the Sanford Stadium. The players are going to be excited to be playing for a packed stadium. The weather looks to be pretty good as well, so what to expect this weekend. I think you know, Rusty kind of mentioned it earlier, I think the game plan is just gonna be and, and and Jake did too. I mean, bully ball. There it's gonna be win at the line of scrimmage, impose your will on these guys, and not to have to take too many chances, but pick pick your moments to you know to try to push the ball down the field and and, and see what can get there. But yeah, it just it really really matches up well for Georgia as far as the uh the offensive line, I think this is going to be a situation where, uh, Georgia is going to be able to move the chains running the ball. I think that UAB's defense really, really stands out in pass coverage for me. I think that their secondary looks really strong and and their, you know, their linebacking group as well. So I I think that early on, I don't think there's going to be a lot down the field, whoever's at quarterback to, to, to really take those chances. I think that, uh, they're going to be focused on the ground game, and rightfully so. I think that's where Georgia's strength is against this defense. And I think on the other side of the ball, I think that while the the Blazers' offensive line looked pretty good in pass pro last week, yeah, uh, but I don't think they're going to be explosive enough to to really, really, you know get behind Georgia's defense it kind of sets up similar to what we saw in the Clemson game it's just similar strengths so I think Georgia's defensive front uh, should spend a lot of time in the backfield and I think that you could see a turnover or two from from you know just the pressure that they get on both the UAB's quarterbacks so you know I, I think that as as long as Georgia makes good decisions early on I think that they'll be fine in the first half, and I think that in the second half, I mean, that's really when things will probably start to break down, and if you're running the ball, obviously, effectively, and that's when the offense can kind of, you know, go hunting a little bit, and then their defense, you expect Georgia's defense to kind of handle everything else right now, so, you know, for for me, just kind of looking at this game, I, I think that UAB, again, won't be able to run the ball. I think Tyler Johnson's gonna have some issues trying to to force some things late in the game and uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna force some turnovers late in the game so you know um, I want to pick a defensive player because it seems like you know that's the easy choice I think they're gonna have a lot of opportunities but I also think a lot you know there's still a game where a lot of younger players might get a chance to play and I I like a player that Rusty mentioned in the early podcast. I think, you know, looking at this game, I think that Georgia wins, I'll say 38 to 10. And I, my player of the game, Kendall Milton. I think he's going <laughs> to, th- that's why I went first. I didn't yep. get, I'm not, I'm not giving you the easy win here, because Smart I man. think it's just man. a matchup for where he's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to a lot of chances to really show you know, he can be a workhorse. I mean, again, when six two two twenty eight, you, you want to see what this guy can do. Maybe getting, you know, 10, 15 carries. See, especially in that third quarter, you know, how's his ball security? You know, we know that he can deliver some pops and lower the shoulder. We saw it. You know, there's some guys that aren't going to be playing for Clemson because, of, because of just the, his running style, but what can he do when you start feeding him the ball, giving him multiple carries on a drive instead of rotating him in and out. and, and, Again, I want, I want to see him take care of the football and, and see if he can bre- break some 20, 30-yard runs in this game. I think those opportunities are going to be there for him to to maybe get in the end zone once or twice as well. So I like Kendall in this game. Again, I, I, like, I like Georgia to uh, to take over the second half and and win 38-10, to 10. regardless of who's a quarterback. As far as just taking care of the football, that's going to be the key for Georgia. No turnovers. Come out of this game healthy and, and get ready for next week. But, Rusty... What are your thoughts
0: in this game? What's your prediction? Uh, you know, given you don't want to give up anything easy, no turnovers, exactly what you said. You know, if it's JT Daniel or Carson Beck, I, I still feel like Georgia's got their entire playbook. Um, Carson Beck, a little bit better arm strength. Not trying to compare him with JT Daniels at all on that part, but you would think if if it winds up being Carson Beck, they can take some shots down the field. Um JT Daniels, certainly if he's in, you know, he's in complete control of that offense and those types of things. So he knows everything, makes all the checks. So with with, that, with either quarterback, I feel confident in with my prediction. And I'll, I'll go with Georgia as well here. Um, you know, I think it's a, a 34 to, you know, maybe a 7, 34 to 7 type game. Uh, you know, UAB finds what is sneak one in. But, man, if Georgia plays the way they did defensively last week, it's going to be a problem. Uh, you know, the more and more I thought about today with uh, with the uh, the crowd, I think the crowd that that you know appreciating that place being packed, how it's going to be Saturday, uh, it's going to be a big time atmosphere. They're going to be ready, to rock and roll. Uh, you're going to light the stadium up, and to be you know a little bit a little bit toward the you know seven o'clock fourth quarter time, so uh, six o'clock late in the afternoon a little bit. So you'll get a little bit of that atmosphere, but I think. The, the ability of the crowd to bring the juice to this team uh home game. I just think that'll be, that'll be where uh, I think that things will, will be uh, different as far as Kirby, you know, ha- not having to worry so much. I think that the crowd is going to bring a little extra energy to this team. And, uh, you know, I'll go with it too. You know, we kind of want to do different guys, but I still think, I think this is a week Kendall Milton um, for lack of a better term, they get him lathered up. He gets, he gets more touches and, the ability to wear people down with, with Zamir White and Kendall Milton. Uh, you know, then you hit them with a Cook and a, and a McIntosh in there as well. Um, you know, I just think Georgia's going to be too much. Um, I think they're going to wreck they, – they like to use that term, they're going to wreck havoc. Uh, but I think, you, you know, I'm very interested, like everybody else, everybody else, because Georgia can line up and mass UAB and wear them down. They're not just going to run through them, but they can wear UAB down. Now, is that going to be the game plan? Are they looking back and going, hey, we got to work the vertical passing game, son. we got to get that going. Uh, we got to get these guys some touches, um, you know, some 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 deeper perimeter uh, pass, pass uh, offense. So we'll see. Very interested in that. But regardless, I'm, I'm, I'll go with George as well. I'll go with Kendall Milton, and I'll go Georgia 34, UAB 7.
1: Well, that confirms it. It's definitely going to be Dejon Edwards uh, having a big <laughs> game on Saturday. Uh, the kiss of death there for Kendall. Sorry, sorry, Kendall for that. But yeah, I mean, for Georgia, it's, I mean, fans obviously want to see the offense put up big numbers. They want to see, you know, big passing numbers has been the, you know, the the option of choice for several years now. But, you know, sometimes you really do just have to go with what knows gets you out of there, you know, as quickly as possible and, and as healthy as possible. And you know, I think whoever's in a quarterback, they're going to take some shots, but it, it all depends on who you got healthy out there, and you know what the matchups are. You don't want to make, you don't want to throw it just to throw it. I know you, you, you know, everyone says go out there and play your offense no matter what, but sometimes the matchups do dictate you're going to you're going to be more efficient doing other th- other things. But you know, we do have that that SEC opener coming right around the corner. I think mm-hmm. South Carolina might be a different story as far as what you see from the overall playbook. And, uh, you know, we'll be having a completely different discussion uh, all, all next week on, on, on what we're expecting as far as, you know, Todd yeah. Munkin's offense, you know, who, who's coming back healthy. Uh, you know, who lines up out there receiver this weekend is, is also going to be a, a big tell. I mean, who's out there? Who's ready? Who's ready to go? You know, uh, we're probably still, I mean, if we're a week or two away from seeing, you know, Don Blaylock or Darnell Washington, those are guys that are are still working their way back. So, we still haven't seen near what this offense is is supposed to look like. You know, uh, so I I think, again, there's not going to be a lot to to take from this weekend as long as they take care of business, don't turn the ball over and come out healthy. Then I think Kirby Smart will be happy and I don't know if all the fans will be happy, but regardless, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be covering it on the other side. So for this edition of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Kip Adams, he's Rusty Mantel, you guys take it easy.